G'day everybody, it's time to put your headphones on for another Step Outside podcast. It's Paul Bird here. I often get asked when I'm on the road, maybe out at a cyclone or fishing the tropics or even just our local backyards, what sort of cooking do you like? What's the easiest way of producing some of the best tasting fish imaginable? Well, I've put together this little podcast especially for you guys. Now, I've chosen five different recipes. Most are done here at home. There's one there that's been done overseas by one of America's top chefs, Leanne Wong. She's also executive chef for Hawaiian Airlines. This girl, she can cook up some mean recipes, let me assure you. We'll get into that shortly. The first dish I'm going to talk to you about and how you can prepare it is simple ceviche. Enjoy. Hello everybody and welcome to my outdoor kitchen. Today I'm cooking up a very simple dish called ceviche. It's a dish that's traditionally from areas such as Central and South America and it has made its way across the Pacific to some of those beautiful South Pacific islands from Fiji, Samoa, of course Vanuatu, New Guinea, the list goes on. So first things first, I've got my fish here. This one is the marlin. Uh, these are caught obviously throughout the entire world cold and warm water. Uh, this is a black marlin, it's a fantastic fish. Uh, generally not marketed as a saleable fish, generally only uh, striped marlin is, but nonetheless, uh, if you catch one yourself, uh, they are absolutely stunning. So all I'm gonna do here is cut it up into small chunks. You can make thin strips if you like, but obviously the thinner the strips are, the less time it takes to so-called cook. So we're just gonna cut him up like so, and then I'm gonna cut that into small dices as well. A little bit too big, I mean, a lot of people would eat that at that size, but I just wanna make it a little bit thinner. So there we have it, just nice chunks, beautiful. You can pick it up with chopsticks, finger, fork, whatever you like. From here, I'm gonna put it into my bowl. Because we're not using heat, I'm using an acid, a natural acid. And this acid comes from a lime, or even a lemon would work quite well as well. So all I'm going to do here is just squeeze that lemon or lime over the fish. That's going to work perfectly. What you want to do here now, once it's fully coated like so, just swirl it around like that. And so it's all coated now. That'll slowly go white, which is perfect. I'm going to put a bit of glad wrap over it because you want to keep all of that moisture in there. We don't want it to go away. Now I'm going to leave that in my esky for about an hour or a little bit more. I'll check it around that time. It's gotta go white. So it's already started to, to cook through from the acid of that fruit. So we'll give that a crack and come back and check it shortly. With the ceviche now, I'm going to prepare the added ingredients that I wanna put with it as well. So I've got myself just a simple tomato and you wanna make it chunky. You don't wanna to go too small on the dices. You wanna you want to have something to, to bite on, if you know what I mean. So just nice big chunks like so. That's enough. I don't want to go too much more than that. In here goes that. Now, I've also got some garlic. I don't mind a bit of garlic. Just chop that up nicely, thin, in with our tomatoes. There we go. Bit of onion. I like to have my onion in fairly decent chunks, actually. I don't like to go too thin on this. You don't want to use brown onion. You'll find uh, the cooking onion, traditional cooking onion, uh, doesn't have that nice kind of sweetness as a red onion does. So this herb would have to be one of the tastiest herbs on the planet. Now, there's a few people out there that don't have the fortunate gene 
of enjoying coriander. You're probably looking at this going, ah, it tastes like soap, but hey, I love it, man. This is, this is so cool. So I like to get my coriander nice and chunky like so, and that goes into the dish. From here, we're nearly ready to add our fish. Let's go and check on it. There we go. It's looking and smelling absolutely divine. So all I do here is I just spoon out a little bit of fish, like so, add a little bit of that juice. And from here, we just mix it around, get that onion going, get that garlic going, get everything moving through that dish. That's, that's pretty much the meal. There's nothing else to it. So it's very simple, it's very unique, but it packs a lot of freshness, a lot of fresh flavors. You can imagine, you've got your red onion, you've got your garlic, which I can smell amazingly there. I've got that tomato. I've also just got the juices of some lime and lemon and that fresh fish. And I just pull that out, find a nice bit of fish that's got plenty of flavor with it. Absolutely beautiful. It doesn't get any fresher than that. That's a feature. It certainly works quite well with a fish that has a firm flesh. Now, the next dish I'm going to cook up for you is just humble old fish and chips. A little piece of barra, of course, some chips. We're going to put a twist on it by adding some parmesan and parsley. Sounds fancy. And all of this gets cooked on a single gas cartridge burner Spinifex. And you can get that at your local Anaconda store. Hey team, there's nothing like a Sunday afternoon sitting at home after you've been out on the water, maybe away for camping over the weekend, and you want to have some traditional fish and chips. Pretty simple stuff. Well, there is another way of doing it, and that is my way. Outside on a Spinifex single cartridge gas burner. I love it. Here's how we do it. I have got here uh, some barramundi. Also, I'm going to put my butter in there. Get that cooking away firstly. I've got a mixture of butter and oil, basically. Okay, it'll just stop the butter from burning, but also froth it up, which is the consistency I want. A beautiful piece of barra, I'm going to coat that into the flour, put a thick layer of that straight on. From here, put a bit of salt and pepper into your egg wash, stir that around, in goes your fish, just like so. Turn him over so it's coated nicely. Beautiful. Straight into. The breadcrumbs now. These are panko breadcrumbs. I love uh, panko breadcrumbs. A little bit thicker than the standard fine breadcrumb you can buy. And turn him over. Make sure the edges are all coated up as well. Like that. From here, straight into the pan. Skin side down first. Really important. Now, I have had a lot of people asking me about cleanliness when it comes to using your hands and cooking and all that sort of stuff. Well. I don't know about you, but I don't want to wear a rubber glove or a plastic glove when I'm using it around a hot pan and fire and flames. Uh, it'd be pretty hard to stick off your fingers if you know what I mean. So just get yourself a, a bottle of hand sanitizer, like I do. And of course, just clean it up. Now we don't want to have this burning, so we're just going to monitor it. Turn him over. Have a look at that beautiful, beautiful colour. It's exactly what we want. Now it is a fairly thick piece of fish, so I'm just going to turn it periodically and on the sides and get that even temp cooking right through that whole fillet. We don't want to burn it. So 
So while our fish is cooking away, we're going to get a few other things done at the same time because you want it all prepared, ready to go once it's all cooked immediately. So I've got with me some parsley, okay? All I'm going to do here is just cut up my parsley. And that is going to come in handy very soon. Scrape that to the side. Next thing I want to do is a really tasty seafood sauce to have. You can have tart hair sauce or straight out tomato sauce. Well, in here I've got some mayonnaise. So I'm just going to pull out a bit of mayo straight into my container, depending on how much you want to have for your dish. So with my mayonnaise here, it's just an egg mayonnaise, I'm going to add some tomato sauce. Go the Geelong cats, by the way. Come on, boys. In goes a little bit of tomato sauce and give it a bit of kick, a bit of Worcestershire. Probably about 10 mil. Give that a, a whip around. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Smells good, looks great. Put that aside. Let's check on the fish. Fish is looking amazing, 10 out of 10. So we're just going to give it a bit of a cut open here. I don't want to see too much of any rawness in there. And look at that, absolutely gorgeous. So we'll just push that back to the back of the plate like that. And from here, I've got some chips that I have also put on in the air fryer inside. I put some chips down here with my sanitized hands, by the way. Good dose of chips. Now what I do with my parsley is I just put the parsley over the top of the chips like so. I also use a little bit of Parmesan cheese on top of the chips while they're hot. Sprinkle that over the top like that. And of course, our seafood sauce. I'm just gonna drizzle that on the side here. A little bit more salt on top, salt your chips. So there we have it, a beautiful meal. We're talking fresh barramundi fillets, some parmesan and parsley fries, and of course, the homemade seafood sauce. A great afternoon meal. Give it a go, enjoy. Fish, chips, cold day, cold beer, does it get any better? I'll tell you what it might do on this next dish. We head across the other side of the planet to a place called Coco Head Cafe with chef extraordinaire Leanne Wong, who's competed on many American cooking shows. She's also appeared as a judge. So when it comes to the kitchen, this girl knows her way around it pretty well. We're cooking up, or preparing I should say, traditional Hawaiian poke. Aloha everybody, welcome to Coco Head Cafe. I have been invited here as a guest of Hawaiian Airlines Executive Chef Leanne Wong. Today we're cooking up traditional Hawaiian poke. Yes. Tell me about poke, where did it originate from? And because it's really showing up everywhere, particularly around the east coast of Australia, we're seeing lots of small mm -hmm. poke shops coming through. You know. So poke is as ubiquitous in Hawaii as say spam is, or it, it Spam's everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. But originally poke was, I mean, it was obviously a fisherman's dish. And yeah. back in the ancient days, the Hawaiians treated the ocean like their icebox. So they only pulled from it whatever they needed. And they'll pull fish and quite simply to see how fresh it was, they would just cut it right on yeah. the right on the boat and then just season it with a little Hawaiian sea salt and maybe yeah. some seaweed, some limu ogo. Right. Word poke means to cut, but you know, it's really about the fish. It's really yeah. about taking advantage of how fresh the fish is. And here in Hawaii, we are so lucky because 
you know, I'm from New York where we get yeah. a lot of fresh fish on the East Coast, but not like yeah. this. No, it's um, right on your doorstep. It really the is. best fishing in the world I've ever had <laughs> is right here, I tell you. Um, we have a beautiful piece of uh, big eye tuna here today. Poke quality, you want to look for color, you want to look for clarity, you want to look for firmness. This is going to be the most simple variety of classic shoyu ahi poke. So I'm just going to cut the belly out here. And you have this beautiful block. I just cool. caught off a couple uh, steaks. Right. And really, you just want to dice that poke. I think like a three-quarter to half-inch cube is nice, a nice, nice size. And nice chunky. Little, yeah, chunky. You want a little bit, it's toothsome. And you know, here in Hawaii, part of what makes our poke authentic is that the fish is pre-marinated, mm. okay? That's fresh, isn't it? So, so oh yeah, wow. totally. Mm. Pulled from the ocean this morning. By pre-marinating the poke, what happens is that marinade, usually it's shoyu, some sea salt. And shoyu for everyone back home, I, I worked out Soy this sauce. the hard way, yeah. <laughs> I imported shoyu from Hawaii, a box of it, right? And it cost me a fortune. My wife and I, we got it home. We opened it up. We thought, yeah, we're going to get into it. And we opened it up, and it was soy sauce. <laughs> it's the most expensive soy sauce I've ever, we have ever bought. And we still have 1,000 packets. I got know. yelled at when I first moved here because I kept calling it soy sauce. And everyone's yeah. like, it's shoyu. Um, so let me make okay. our, our shoyu sauce okay. very simply. I'm going to yep. start with a little bit of shoyu. OK. Uh, I've got a touch of sugar. Right. And then sesame oil gives it that, that rich. Just, doesn't that? That it works. It just coats the tongue. It's beautiful. Okay, and that's it. The most simple form. A little sugar show you. You don't have to add sugar if you don't want to. I find that it adds balance. Okay. So you yeah. see that it just yeah, comes together as a really quick vinaigrette, and then we can add our ingredients. So I have my cut tuna, my ahi, and then I have some fresh sliced sweet onion. So that's a, a white onion? It, this is actually a sweet Maui onion. Right, um, okay. You can use, if you're gonna use like a red onion or okay. a white onion or a yellow onion, I suggest rinsing it first. Okay. Rinsing it and drying them before you add it to the poke. And what's that going to do? It's gonna take away a little bit of that sulfuric acid that's gonna, okay. that burning sensation when you eat a raw onion. Okay. So I always find like, if you rinse your onions for like a salad or whatever, it's yep. a lot crisper and a lot easier to eat. Sweet. Okay. Even though there's shoyu in there, I'm gonna add a little bit of sea salt, Hawaiian red ale sea salt. I have this beautiful puspie, sea asparagus. You guys know what this is, right? No. Oh, so this is uh, sea asparagus, otherwise oh, it is puspie. It's salty, it's briny. I'm gonna take a little bit of this ogo. Okay. And I'm gonna chop up the ogo. Now I've seen that around the rocks under the water. Yes. Okay. So you always want to make sure whenever you get your ogo, you can harvest it yourself. You just got to rinse it real well, soak it overnight. And then I have some kakui nut, and this is oh, candle nut. That's a nut. Yes. I thought it was a nut. So this yeah. is a tree nut. Traditionally, the Hawaiians would roast the nuts whole in the fire, and they'd crack oh, in wow. the coals of the emu or the fire, okay. the charcoal. And uh, roasted, it's called inamona. 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 And Inamona. it adds that nuttiness. Too much of it. It's got a lot of the oils that kind of get everything moving, so you can't eat too much of this. Okay. Um, but candle nut is used for beauty and health applications as well as wow. uh, for eating. And okay. so we're going to add a little bit of sesame seed, then uh, just a little bit of green onion. And all of this is sourced locally. Yeah, all yeah. of this is sourced locally. And, you know, as you can see, this yep. is a dish that you can make inside of five minutes. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> it's and it's little, beautiful. It's beautiful, it's fresh, it's it healthy, nice. mm. really simple. And so, you know, here we like to serve it over a nice bowl of rice. This is a giant portion oh, of poke. That is. That here you is go. Stunning. Isn't absolutely. that beautiful? Ten out of ten. This is for you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll, I'll have it. I'll have it. That one there looks good, and I'll have a little bit of ogo with it. Here we go. 
How's it taste? Mm. Fresh. Mm -hmm. Get all that umami. You, absolutely. They show you the uh, oil, of course, the sesame oil, and that sugar. Straight away coated it. Yeah. You know, straightening them out. Just... Cleans the palate as well. And of course, that beautiful bounce of flavour with it, with the ogu, the onion, it really makes a big difference. So I'll tell you what, give it a crack, get it home and just try it, do it yourself. And if you're coming to Hawaii here, particularly on Oahu, come down to Cocoa Head Cafe, give a big high five, Aussie high five, to, of course, the Hawaiian Airlines executive chef, Leanne Wong. Thanks for your time. Thanks for being here, Paul. You're Cheers. welcome. Aloha. Well, by now, I'm sure I've got the taste buds on the tip of your tongue dancing away. We'll wait till this next dish, soft-shelled tacos. With fish, of course. Here it is. G'day, team. There's nothing like having a fresh bit of seafood, particularly if it's got a lot of summer flavours to it, and something you can also, during the cooler months of the year, enjoy as well. So today I'm going to cook up a really simple dish called fish tacos and I'm going to put a nice little salsa with it as well. So I've got with me my Spinifex single cartridge gas burner. It's a fantastic little burner. I've got some oil in there. I'm just going to put some butter. Uh, I've got it on a medium heat. Turn that down a bit. I'm also going to just add my fish skin side down and get that cooking away straight away. Nice. Now with my salsa what I'm going to do here is quite simply I've got some red onion. I've got some chopped up coriander all ready to go and I've also got some dice up mango and the dice up mango just gives it that nice bit of kick as well so in this clear bowl i put the mango i put the onion and something else i really like to have some freshly squeezed lemon juice we stir this in get those colors going beautifully keep an eye on the fish turn him over in case you're wondering i'm using a barramundi fillet here any fish should be fine the last thing i like to do a little bit of lime juice and the zest. So with that, what I'm going to do here is cut this up nice and finely. And that lime, a Tahitian lime actually, it's got plenty of flavour. Juice is incredible. Really good for a cocktail as well, if I must say so. And that goes straight in. Stir that around, and then that juice of that beautiful Tahitian lime. Sensation. Stir that in. A little bit of salt, and a little pinch of pepper. Our salsa is now done check on the fish. Our fish is looking absolutely divine. I've turned it a couple of times so it didn't burn. Turn that off the heat. Also, you don't want to have too much oil with it, so great idea is just to have some paper toweling with you. Let's fold that up and then place the fish directly on top of that. Perfect. Set that aside. Fish is looking great, draining away all the oil. Now, one thing with the tortilla that you might want to do, microwave it or put it in the oven for a little bit, just heat it up, just stop them from ripping. You might notice that when you do up a, a nice firm wrap, uh, it could rip the outside of the tortilla. I'm now just going to take out some of the fish. The skin has separated from the fish itself, which is fantastic. I don't want that skin, it's very strong. Next thing I'm going to do here is get some of my beautiful mango salsa and wrap that around the edges of the fish. From here, we wrap in, we wrap around, keep the other tucked in, nice tightly knitted up, continue to roll like that. From here, a couple of toothpicks. I like the ones with the little dongles on the end so you can actually see it and you don't bite into it and hurt your teeth. You cut that open, nice sharp knife, and there we have it. A beautiful fish taco, not bad. Yep, there's nothing like a good old-fashioned fish taco. Well, I tell you what, this next dish, I stick to the outdoor kitchen and we're cooking up a little bit different here. It's called seared scallop sliders. Yep, you heard it right. Seared scallop sliders. 
Here it is. Hello everybody and welcome to my outdoor kitchen. Today I'm going to be cooking up some comfort food. For me, when it's cool outside, you want something that's gonna warm your belly up and it's called the seared scallop sliders. We all love a good slider, or most of us do anyway. So what I've got with me, I'm going to use a single Spinifex gas cartridge burner uh, and get the heat going a little bit into this. Because it's a cast iron pan, it's going to really retain that heat. So I also have with me my crocodile mitts straight from the Darwin Airport. Boom, boom. So what I'm gonna do is get a little bit of butter. Butter is key here. Butter is going to be the golden element. And because it's a cast iron pan, it's going to really retain that heat. What I do now is I'll put in scallops. These are Japanese scallops. Any scallop that's big is going to do justice. Those little tiny scallops you get at your local seafood shop, don't use them because the time they cook through, they're going to be tiny. Don't bunch them too close together. A little bit of salt and pepper over the top. Murray River flakes or any sort of flaky salt is pretty good. It's going to take around two minutes tops per side. So while we do that, let's get into our bread rolls. I'm just going to cut them up. These particular rolls here are just small little rolls. They're great size. Now, I'm just going to use some mayonnaise here. In fact, this mayonnaise has got everything in it that I want. Fresh egg mayo and Frank's hot wing sauce. Smear it on like that. You put a bit of Frank's hot sauce into some mayonnaise, particularly egg mayonnaise, man, it tastes really, really cool. A little bit of salt and pepper. Now, if you're new at cooking, you might have heard the term season your food. Season means add salt and pepper. And a pinch is you put your finger in, you pick up a pinch, and you just put it on top. There you have it. Okay, so I'm going to turn our scallops now. Looking magnificent. Next what I'll do is I'll cut some tomato up. Nice chunky bit of tomato is perfect. Turn that pan down a bit. Little bit of lettuce. Like that. Okay, so our scallops are perfectly cooked through. Don't want to overcook them, they're still beautiful and tender in the middle. Nice and spongy as well. So we'll just pull them out, put them straight on top of the lettuce. Like so I'm going to put two on each. Like that. Turn off our gas. Uh, from here, love a little bit of basil. Basil is so much my friend. And of course, just some fried up onions you can buy in the shop. Top. So what I do now is I get our lid, 
Put the lid straight over the top like so. It doesn't fall off. And to stop them from falling off any further, quite simply, put in a toothpick, and there we have it. I've used Anaconda's Spinifex single gas cartridge burner. I've had some cookware there from the Spinifex cast iron cookware. You can buy these at Anaconda. If you're going camping, man, you just get yourself one of these. There's a Dutch oven in there. You've got all your pots, your pans. Everything is in this particular box. Seared scallop sliders, easily done. Your backyard, you can do it at home. It's really, really simple, and it's great comfort food for your belly. Give it a crack. Well, there you have it, everybody. There's five quick and easy dishes that you can do at home and you don't have to be a professional. Ceviche, quite a simple dish, easy to do, particularly if you have a firm flesh fish. Fish and chips, hey, that dates back to centuries. How good is it, though? Love it. Poke, yep, you can find it around Australia here. Any fish will work. Again, firm flesh is going to be the key when doing these raw fish kind of dishes. It'll hold together better. Fish taco, yeah, how good's that with that mango salsa? Ten out of 10. And of course, seared scallop sliders. Now, I've never seen these on a menu over here in Australia, but I'll tell you what, if you put it on, it's going to be an absolute winner. Give it a crack. It's super easy, but make sure you use larger scallops. Those little ones, they won't fit the bill. Have yourself a good one, and thanks for listening to another Step Outside podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure just to hang here with you guys and chew the fat and talk about food. See you next week with more Step Outside. Take it easy.